Okay, Amar, we are back. Get more at podcast. And I sent out a poll. And as of right now, since maybe two days ago, and 182 people responded. And here's basically the question. I wanted to know if you were an account executive or an account manager in which you control a portfolio of companies or portfolio of accounts, those could be geographic, named accounts, vertical, yeah. whatever it is, what percentage of your pipeline do you estimate that will come driven inbound or from the channel versus you need to what's called self-source or self-generate? Now, it's interesting because over 10 years of Sales for Life, we met like literally hundreds of thousands of these sellers. And I think my gut felt like maybe it was going to be 25% or 50%. But here's what the results were. The results were that 80% of all respondents said that the percentage of pipeline that they needed to self-source was greater than 50%. So what that really means is, and let's kind of back so up. Scary. Yeah, let's back it up and look at it from, a, you're a CFO, you're a chief revenue officer. That means you took millions and millions of dollars. You gave it to marketing. You gave it to demand gen. Go, go, go. Like buy every tool you can imagine. Fill your boots with SDRs and BDRs. And all that got you was halfway there. So all that's coming in inbound, coming in from demand gen, booking and meetings, coming in from your channel partners, coming in from customer referrals, when it's flowing over to Johnny the AE in Indianapolis, that seller is receiving 50% of what they need to nourish their territory and 50% they've got to find on their own. But here is the crux of the problem. The crux of the problem... Actually, can I, can I just... Hi, yeah, please. I want to hear it. I don't think it's 50% because that's what you said. Just to qualify what you're saying is 80% of the people who responded who are AEs and AMs, account executives and account managers, basically what we call full cycle sellers, right? Yeah. Eight, eight out of 10 full cycle sellers need to generate at least or self-source at least at minimum 50% of their minimum. Yeah, you're right. Right? So it's not 50%. It's at minimum. That means in that cohort of who's responded to you, there's people in there that have said 100%. Oh, yeah. No, there, and there were many. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So a good way to frame it. Now, I want you to think about it from a chief revenues perspective. Okay. So... You, you put $10 million a year in your go-to-market, okay? Marketing gets some. Demand gen gets some. Your channel and partnership ecosystem gets some. Yet all that time, money, and energy, and that's tools, that's enablement, that's like every software and SDR that you could think of in your business got you 50%. Yeah. The other 50%, that AE, Johnny, lives in Indianapolis, works in his basement, right? And has got he's armed with a laptop, a cell phone. He has email open, LinkedIn open, Salesforce open, maybe Zoom info open, and Slack to talk to his internal teammate. Yeah. That is it. That's it. So this giant basket of millions of dollars goes on the left side of a ledger to fuel demand. But then the scraps are given to the AE literally technology lists to do the other 50%. Now, what I pose is that seems odd. Like 
you are now marooning, you know, soldiers on islands. Like you're, you know, like go bit, go fight. Well, that's it from here often, by the way. But sure, <laughs> yeah, go go fight the Pacific battle. You're on this island, and you're on this island, and it seems kind of crazy that you would put so much onus on a seller that you know is maybe doesn't have the capabilities doesn't have the skill set doesn't have the desire man this is such a crazy conversation because i don't know if i should like contain myself and how i speak because yeah the world of revenue is broken like just straight up account executives get virtually no love yeah, it is amazing. the love that the the purported love that AEs receive is not love. It's like checking the box behavior. So first and foremost, you and I have known this for the better part of a decade now. The majority of the spend for demand gen goes straight to BDRs and SDRs. That's number one. Number two, the quality of leads. How many times have a, has a salesperson said like legit question? How many times has a salesperson said, I love the leads marketing sends me? <laughs> Zero. It, like, I think I've maybe heard that a handful of times in a decade. So AEs literally get no love. Now, Jamie, in prep for this session, I was thinking about why. Why is it that they don't get that? And I think it actually is rooted in a nasty psychology, which is that I'm paying, I think this is the mindset. I'm happy to be wrong, but I think there's the mindset. I'm paying someone a fat ass base salary and a fat commish. They better go deliver for me. They better go deliver for me. I don't care what their problems are. They should go figure it out on their own. Yeah, because they're, if you, okay, let's, let's do this math. Cause this actually plays back to, I was trying to think of the history. I remember back in 2010, I leave Firmex and I wanted to be part of that. Uh, it was called the uh, something 2.0. I'm trying to remember. It was like, it's the beginning of the inside sales. Aaron Ross writes the book, Predictable Revenue. The classic. And we're, yeah. and we're all like enamored with this idea yeah. of, oh my God, inexpensive labor arbitrage given to young sellers, SDRs and BDRs, hammer the phone at scale, have one core competency rather than full cycle, but you got to learn all the parts of sales. Just learn the part of booking meetings. This made complete sense. But to your point now, you fueled up SDRs and BDRs, which used to cost like 30 grand a year. And I got to 40 grand a year. And I got to 50 grand a year. Then the SDRs and BDRs got wildly expensive. And so too, to your point, the account executives, buck 25, $125,000 base, $125,000 OTE, quarter million dollars. To your point, I think that up in, you know, up until now, the average chief revenue officer looked at it and said, well, my cost to customer acquisition has skyrocketed because look at, I've got all these marketers, I've got all these SDRs, and I'm also going to be paying this AE a quarter million dollars. Man, they've oh better be doing something else. Yeah. And so it was so, so, okay, so now let's double click into your, to your sentiment, right? So now the sales leader is like, I'm paying someone a big whopping salary or OTE. They better go deliver. Okay, awesome. So you hire 
an incredibly well-seasoned salesperson, sales professional to join your team. Now that person is expected to go prospect, right? Well, that person is now handed, say, 200 accounts. So now in 200 accounts, they got to go figure out the entire buying committee. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you got to go figure it out. You got to use the internet. You got to use Zoom Info. You got to use Lucia and a bunch of these tools. Great. No problem. Or, oh, I'm a fancy organization. I'm going to give them LinkedIn Sales Navigator. The percentage, and I think this is the dirty secret that probably LinkedIn doesn't want the world to know. I love you, LinkedIn, but this is just the reality. How many people actually use Sales Navigator regularly to discover a buying committee? It is, it is. You and I know the answer to this because we trained over 600 companies on the planet. Less than Pareto's. It's, it's so minimal, it's not even funny. So basically, we're plopping down tools in front of folks and expecting them to go figure it out. Now, this is another discussion. And trust me, we're going to have a podcast on this. But just giving tools to people with minimal or call it zero to little enablement, it's a recipe for disaster. But again, that's for another episode. So coming, coming back to my point, you've got people that are expensive. You've got people who are then naturally supposed to go figure it out on their own, right? Living on an island. Most they live on an island. They're not connected. And they're literally living on an island now because COVID kicked us in the mouth. So COVID punched us in the face. We're now all working at home. We're not connected in the office like we used to be. And we're expected to go figure it out on our own. Now, Jamie, there's another piece of data that I want you to consider, okay? So there was a HubSpot study that just came. I don't know if it just came out, but it's fairly recent. Like, call it in the last 12 months. In this study, HubSpot said 61% of marketers find lead generation as, or sorry, 61% of marketers said that they're not comfortable or they find lead generation difficult as a difficult task. Mm-hmm. I, I think some marketing vendors are going to use that stat to push their marketing solutions. And that's great. No problem. But holy smokes, if marketing who is funded to the, like funding a marketing department is like funding the United States military. Exactly. That, that funding ain't never going down. Right? So if there have if 61% of marketers are saying i have a hard time with lead generation with the budget they have yeah what the hell is an ae on their own on an island self sourcing requirements up to their head going to do on an island as a and i meet most of the self sourcing aes you and i are 45 years old they're all our age and they were Cold calling BDRs like us, yeah, in the early two thousands, like me, yeah, yeah. But now they're field sellers. They either literally planes, trains, and automobiles, plane field seller, or now they're a digital field seller, really. But they haven't had hardcore prospecting in sometimes a decade, right? They're either given a set of named accounts, and they're many of them are hybrid, right? So. Here are 10 active banks as customers, but we also want you to go win all the other tier two banks. So natural instinct. Oh my God. Like if you live in here in Canada, the big five banks, you know, TD bank and Royal bank. Oh, I could We're live on all of the countries. Wow. Big banks. Yeah. Well, you've got to, you've got to go prospect everybody else. Yeah. Well, 
how often are you being enabled and coached and supported? You don't have a lot of technological help. So how are you being aided to be as good at prospecting as your BDR counterpart? Now, your BDR counterpart doesn't have the same skills and, and business acumen you do, but you're being asked for half of your day to do exactly what they do. And I think that's, um, it's, it is, you know, it's, whether it's a solvable problem or there's ways of chipping away at the problem. I mean, 20 years, 15, 20 years ago, Aaron Ross and Predictable Revenue tried to solve this problem by saying, hey, there's a smarter way to do this. Let's shift labor arbitrage towards this group of young sellers to have a core competency to do one thing. But that's actually proving to, to be moving in the opposite direction. We're watching customers dismantle SDR teams and move and look at saying, well, let's focus our energy on our best AEs because they're the ones creating all the results. If you had a crystal ball, what do you think is going to be the future uh, for AEs to make them successful if statistically it's never really going to change? Like if, if they're only ever going to get half their lead flow inbound and the other half, it's up to them, what, what do you see as the future? For yeah, so I was going to ask you that we should probably start to wrap and get to a solution. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say that it's tools are not going to solve this problem. You're not going to buy a data set that's going to be all miraculous and you're going to close the gap of you know a self-source AE. This is a process thing now. So the biggest thing that an AE needs to do is realize that Ain't nobody coming to help you fix your problems. Yeah. It's it's the set. And sorry, CROs, if you're listening, but like structurally, what are you what are you able to do to help an AE living on an island? You can't get them more tools because they're living in tool overload land. So I think process and the biggest thing is that they gotta learn how to prioritize which accounts to go after. That's we're the going, thing. Yeah, we're gonna be touching on this topic a lot. Um, in upcoming episodes. So we'll cut it here. Um, what I'd recommend anybody, please like and subscribe, as get more at bats because we really want to focus on helping you, the account executive, you, the account manager. And of course, the SVPs and the CROs to support you. Um, I, we really do feel that you do live on an island and there are ways to help you get more bats prospect. And that's what we want to bring to this podcast. So, Fantastic, Amar. Uh, thanks for the soundbite. And uh, to the next episode. Yeah, I'll soon, yeah. Take care. Cheers.